Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. <laughs> so, Aishara, as mentioned, the she-camels which are pregnant for 10 months, so when they are left untended, abandoned, whether wuhush and then wild animals or beasts, they are made to be together. So you can see really that like a two different <coughs> uh, in the domestic animals, they are very often put together. But now they are abundant, they can go anywhere. And the beasts, you don't imagine them to be together. But now the Quran is saying the day will come when they forget all their fears and all the animals, lions, wolves, tigers, and you know, uh, small animals, every all those they will be together. The weather wahush husherat. And the next thing is coming, Waidal Biharu Sujirat. Sajara in Arabic language means to set something on fire, to make it, to put on something on fire, to set fire, that, that uh, set on fire, that the meaning of Tasjir. But in other verse in the Quran, actually, Surah Al-Fatah said, Waidal Biharu Sujirat, with Fa. To when Fajara comes, Fajara basically means to make things when the water gushing, you know, so much full coming. The Fajra means like a Fajra Anahara when you make the river to outcome with water comes with the full force. The Fajra means when the oceans will be made, you know, boiling with waters coming from everywhere, the full. But Sajra means to set up something on the fire. So how it happened? <coughs> so some people say, Sujira also can mean Fujira, same meaning. And they said there is actually saying Arabic language because Arab people, you know, when the water is full, to they say it like on the fire, so much boiling, to they sit on the fire. So there are many companions and many people after that, they have been saying that both words have the same meaning. Whether Biharu Sujrat means Whether Biharu Fujrat. When the water will be boiling and coming gushing from everywhere. Many say the sea have no boundaries. All the boundaries of the oceans have gone, the whole world will be full of the water. That's some people say. Some people say no. Sujara basically means to set on fire. And there are two different stages. The first one is Vaidal Fujrat, when the water will be coming in the sea from the sea from everywhere. But after that, these waters they will destroy the you know volcanoes and this and that. And then again there will be fire. So basically, in the beginning, the water will be coming in from, from, from the sea without any boundaries, with no limit. And then after these waters, they become in the fire. So the first beginning of the stage of this whole thing is the water coming from everywhere and the next stage is this all the sea will become on the fire. 
So you know that you know people you know people can see really that water and, and, and fire they're two different things, two opposite things. But that how Allah is going to make you know the water where people can expect the water they can run away because imagine when the Quran is saying all those things that the sun will lose the light, the stars will have no light, mountains will be flying, and even the beloved things they will abandon, the animals will are put together in you know, all these you know there are no. So the people can think about escape, the, you know, any escape anywhere. The only escape that people can see actually because the skies are, you know, all the problem. The earth has all the problem. The only escape that people can think is the water, the sea. But the Quran says when you go there, the sea will be on the fire. So there is no escape for the people. Everything will be changed completely. So the sun will have lose light, the stars will, draw, will scatter, the stars will be scattered, mountains will be flying. The earth will be changed, the animals will be uh, you know, changed, and at the same time when people want to go and have escape in the, in the sea, the sea will change. It will all become fire. So, you know, <coughs> this is the meaning actually I follow. That meaning is, Sujarat means that when the seas or the oceans, they are set on the fire. So now people see the water coming from there, but the soon the time will come when this just becomes fire and fire. Everywhere just fire. And there is actually something in Jewish tradition that they think that the fire of hell basically means that these oceans will be changed into the fire. So they will become fire of hell. That's what they think. But I, we don't have any proof for that in our tradition. But Jewish tradition is that all the seas and the water, they will become turned into, into the fire. So when, when you know, the unbelievers will be punished in the fire of hell, meaning is these will be the fire of hell and they are going to throw in, in that. But in Islam, we don't have any tradition strongly uh, like that. We are thinking that we, these all things are before the day of resurrection. And fire of hell is somewhere else because the universe of God actually is huge and huge. We never can imagine. And he creates as much as like. So, you know, he does not need this ocean to, you know, to become, you know, fire of hell. You know, he has made a hell somewhere else. And, you know, there is so much discussion the hell which is so big, so huge that nobody can imagine. So, that could be somewhere else. But anyway, so, you know, this thing that, you know, it is set on the fire, there is some, you know, some, some, some indication of that in the earlier scripture. So, when the seas and the oceans, they will set on the fire. And then the, these six verses, they belong to the time before the day of resurrection. It is all the basically, the, because Qiyamah is two parts. The first part is destruction. Everything will be destroyed. And second part is, when Allah will raise everything, a resurrection will happen and the day of judgment will come. So there are two parts of the day of Qiyamah. One is, everything is destroyed. And second thing is, another world is set again and then judgment will start happening. So these six verses, they belong to the time before the day of resurrection, when everything is destroyed. And as mentioned among these six things, three things belong to the something higher, like sun, stars and mountain and something which actually belongs to something lower, like you know, the, the camels and the, the animals uh, and the sea. Now the things coming, those things which are happening after the day of resurrection. First thing the Quran is mentioning here is, وَإِذَا النُّفُوسُ زُوَّجَتْ Zawj means Arabic language pair. So that's why you can see in Arabic language, husband and wife both are called Zawj. Because they are pair of each other, you know, they are together, which is that is zawj. So zawj basically means whenever two things are put together, they are zawj. Each one is 
each one is zawj uh, of the other, the zawj. So when nufus zawj, nufus is souls, souls of the people, means the human being. So when the souls of the people, they are put together or divided into the classes and categories. Meaning is, in the day of judgment, people will not be as they are here. In this world, people, you know, whenever anything happens, the people they are with their family, with their friends, with the people of the town, they get together. In that world, that will not be the division of the people. In that world, the people will be put together according to their iman, belief and action. The believers will be one group, unbelievers another group, people will be different groups. The people will, everybody will be made to be with their own people. Like uh, Quran says in another verse, uh, 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 very clearly Allah will command the angels gather those people who are wrongdoers and those who are like them their families put them together those who have been doing the same thing put them together so you can see all the wrongdoers they will be put together you know that really is very frightening because the thing really is when people see where, which category they belong you know, this is so frightening them, all the people who have been in this world so powerful and now they clearly they can see they are standing in the day of judgment with Pharaoh and with all the unbeliever people, with the people who are going to fire off hell, so they know what, what end will happen. The people will be put in different categories. Another verse of the Quran says in Surah to Yaseen, will say, O criminals, O those who have been committing the sins, be separate in the world. You have been mixed with everybody. All the unbelievers, unbelievers, all the righteous people and criminals, everybody was together. The day will come when Allah will command to unbelievers, O criminals, be separate. You can't be together. That's really very frightening. Somebody saw Hanifa Ta'ala after Isha prayer, he was reading this surah, and when he came to Wamtazul he kept repeating it. This person went home. And then came back in the morning for Fajr prayer, he still saw Abu Hanifa reading the same verse. It really, he, and Abu Hanifa said, in this world, we are with everybody, but the day will come, we can't be with pious people. Allah will say, oh criminals, oh wrongdoers, you be separate, you can't be together, you can't be with those people. You know, even if you can see really, when you come to the, you know, to the airport from anywhere, and you can see how the you know the queues are and how the things are that you know these people they stand those who are British they are in this queue and those who are European this queue and those who are non-Europeans in this queue queues so people can see their categories people see which group they belong and now actually they, what they start actually is anybody who has been accused or any doubt or suspicion they make a new queue for them come here and then they start questioning them and all those things for you know many many hours you have to, you know just imagine really that nobody wants to be in that condition. You know, if you arrive to a new country, uh, you know, go to America, and then you stop on the, on the airport, no, you don't belong to this category. You are different. And then you question all the time, you know, for four, five hours. Who loves this thing? In the day of judgment, people are going to be divided into different classes and categories. That can certainly will happen. And the Quran says in one of the surah, وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثًا You will be divided into three clear categories, three major groups. Then within those groups, there will be other groups, subgroups, but three major groups will happen, three major categories in the day of judgment. Quran says, وَكُنْتُمْ أَزْوَاجًا ثَلَاثًا You will be in three major categories. The first one is, أَسْسَابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلِ Those people who actually received the command, received the message of Allah 
from very beginning with full respect they believed and acted they never have doubt no hesitation and they always have been supportive like abu qasdiq umar al faruq people like that who always have been in running for this all the all the messengers all the prophets there are sabiqun awwalun the second category is of those people who are the believers good action but sometimes there is some mistakes as well so they are called ashabul maimana those people who will be on the right side so some people are sabiqun awwalun they are in ahead of everybody second group is those who are on the right hand there will be righteous people they go to paradise and the third group will be those who are on the left side about whom the quran says they are going to be fire of hell all the people of the fire of hell all the people of the falsehood they will be put together in one category one group people never can be mixed so there is no confusion there people will be divided on this in this world you can see how many categories there are now you can see like people these people are middle class lower class or this class that class based on what on money on economics sometimes you can divide the people about the knowledge learned people non learned people you know you can make any division you can make white and black people you can make you know you, you can divide the people in their con- in continent you can say asian people european people and african people you can divide any anyway all these divisions they have no meaning in the day of judgment nothing will be based on the colors nothing will be based on the language nothing will be based on the race nothing will be based on the region nothing every only category that can be your belief and your action it could be people from the same fam- same family father and, and son but father will be in one category and son will be in another category they have same language same race same people but two different categories ibrahim will be in ashabun awwalun and his father will be in the third category in the left hand people you see the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be ashabun awwalun his uncle abu lahab will be in the third category umar al-khattab umar will be maybe in the first category but his father khattab will be in that other category you can see how people will be divided ikrama ibn abi jahal he will be maybe second category you know the right hand people but his father abu jahal will be the third category same their same husband wife people in this world they live together they live together all their interests are together you know they love each other but the time will come when they are no more together they fo- they will be forced to follow this division it is not optional in this world sometimes division are optional you know you have certain categories but still if you want to live with your friends you can for example you belong to very high uh, you know uh, you know you have a very high salary and you can uh, afford to have a house in the best area of, of the town but your friends are living in somewhere lower than you still you have to ask to go and live with them because you love them but in that world people will force to follow that division that division basically is not from you it is from god he has made this thing so people no more going to be stuck with their husband wife no more with their father and mother no more with their brothers and sisters no more like that no more with their friends no more with the same language no more with the same color nothing like that people will be divided to three different categories basically people will smell they will be made actually to follow that categories everybody will follow their own leader just imagine really those people who will be with the in the leadership of firaun pharaoh and people like that what will happen you know this is the time really we have got time people before us they are gone and they have lost their time we have got a time still we can change ourselves still we can make ourselves at least to belong to the second category the people of the right hand still people can do the belief and right action before the death people easily can change their category but once the people die 
their categories actually are established and set properly, you never can change. So, Quran says, you will be divided into three major groups. And then within those groups, there will be you know, different other groups. Yeah. So, when the souls will be put or divided into categories, into the classes. And then the Quran says, وَإِذَا الْمَعُودَةُ سُؤِلَتْ بِأَيِّ ذَنْبٍ قُتِلَتْ After those categories, now Quran is mentioning about justice. And when Quran is mentioning about justice, it's starting with the weakest possible person you can imagine. What Quran says, مَعُودَ مَعُودَ in Arabic language, وَعَادَ يَعِدُ means to bury someone alive. There's one way, you kill someone and then you bury that person. Somebody dies and you bury. The different matter. But what are the Arabic language means somebody is alive and you bury the person alive as it is. If you do this with somebody adult who have done some crimes, one can imagine somebody newborn, innocent, no sin, no crime, nothing actually behind it. No record of the universe can show, show any mistake for that person. Somebody just fresh has come from the heaven, newborn, no crime is there. And just you take that person in desert, dig a hole and bury there while the person is looking at you. You know, just look, look really how, how harsh are those hearts, how merciless those people are. The Mauda basically means those girls who are buried alive. They didn't die. They were not killed. They were just alive and they used to bury. Actually, if you look at the history of Arab people, how they used to do it, amazing thing. Qatada says, Kaan ahlul jahiliyya yaqtulu ahaduhum bintahu wa yaghdu kalbahu. Because the jahiliyya, they used to bury their daughters alive, but they used to feed their dogs. Dogs were more precious to them than their daughters. Dogs still their respect. They feed them, but not their... Actually, don't look at... Even in our time, really. People have enough money to feed the dogs and the cats, and they have enough respect for them. But when it comes for the children, for the human being, no respect. Human being in every form is actually so much, you know, valueless, no value. Men are killed, women are killed, children are killed. Actually, when people discover in India and also in China and many parts of the world, when they discover that in the, the wives are pregnant and they are going to have, you know, female child, they want to get rid of that before the person is born. Arabs have no way to know this. Arath only could know if it is female after she is born. So they used to bury alive after. But we people can know before the birth what is happening is, and we people bury them alive, you know, basically kill them, get rid of them. It is so much happening. And sometimes actually people leave their, when the women give birth, they leave the child abandoned. Nobody take care of them. So many children have discovered. And I have been reading in the reports from the universities of, of, of India, some universities, because there are actually in hostels, men, women, or the girls are there. And sometimes these girls, they become pregnant. They don't want to go to their house like that. So sometimes they do delivery, sometimes they throw, you know, the, these ch children somewhere in bushes or somewhere, and people discover the cleaners and all those things. Sometimes toilets, things are happening on such a big scale, you cannot imagine. For, for, for what purpose? Why is it happening? And there is no case for that. There's no judgment. Just really, this actually Quran, Quran is different. Quran has mentioned this in many, many verses. Mostly it used to happen for the female. 
There are some Arabs who used to kill their Arabs even sons because they were so poor they could not feed them. But the reason they used to kill the daughters is not only poverty, it is because they were so much ashamed to have daughters who cannot defend them and who cannot earn money for them, so they did not like to, to feed them. They used to, to kill them. For them really, goats, and, you know, if they have more camels, they used to be happy. That, see, if, if she camel, Ashar, when a camel is pregnant for 10 months, for Arabs, that is most precious wealth. They can't live like that. If a camel has a camel, they become so happy. Camels have had more value than the human being. Even as Qatada said, dogs have more value than the human being. Even cats had more value than the human being. The women were basically killed, and not only in, in, in uh, Arab world, Quran mentioning, but Arab people and certain other, but everywhere in, in, in the world. That time, if you look at Persia, same thing happened, so many stories. Everywhere in the world, women basically had no respect. Even actually now you can see the report of what happening. It is so frightening. Like, you know, latest news has been there are three women, they have been kept as slaves for 30 years in one of the houses in London. You know, in a place basically you can see London is one of the, you know, city of the you know, most developed world. In that city, three women have been kept as slaves for 30 years. And similar thing happened in America and many parts. Imagine what happening in India, what is happening in China, what is happening in many of those parts of the world which actually appear so far away, nobody can know. Still, it is going on really. Do you think it is going to be left like that? There is no justice? Do you think the Creator has given the charge to the people and he is not going to ask them? It is not going to be like that really. The way it will be so frightening, people cannot imagine. In this world, when you come and bury a girl alive without any charge, you do, she cannot defend. She cannot take you to the court. It is your action, your word, you do whatever you like. You think she is female, so you can kill her. The day will come when then you will not be asked. You cannot defend. Then Allah will ask her. Otherwise, in the day of judgment, when the two parties are there, God will ask both of them. That's how judgment happens. If you go to any court, people in the judge will ask both of them. He will give the time for everybody to defend themselves, to make their case properly. But for these minor girls, there is no defense. Because they were defenseless. When they actually you killed them, they could not defend themselves. You, could, you did not explain their crime to them. Now the time is going to come, you are not going to question. The Quran actually putting a very, very, you know, the frightening, the whole thing is. And how it, like one person, he says, Qais ibn Asim al-Tamimi. He said that and I came to the Prophet wasallam, and the Prophet I was sitting with him, and these were courses of the Quran, you know, was revealed that, you know, Quran, you know, forbid people to kill the women and the children. He said to the Prophet Inni wa'attu thamaniya banatin fil jahiliya. In jahiliya period before Islam, I have buried eight of my daughters alive. Eight daughters, not one, not two, eight daughters alive. Think which heart this is. And think which society is this, which can accept this thing happening. And then think really the mothers of those children. How they bear it. How humiliated and weak they are they cannot keep their daughters, how these women are. They cannot hide them anywhere. And their family, they cannot come, okay, you don't want to look after them, we can look after them. Nobody is to take care of them. And very often, the, these girls, they are not buried straight away. When they become, you know, four, five, six, seven years old, you know, if you see that discussion in the Arab literature, then the father one day will say to his daughter, you know, I want to take you somewhere in the, you know, for something, you know, come and walk with me, you know, I'm going to hunting and this and that. Take her in the desert, 
dig a hole, she does not know what happening. And then she will put a, uh, uh, he will put her in, in that hole and putting the you know, dust upon her and she is staring at the, at the father. And some of them said to the person that I was burying my daughter and she was staring at me that oh my father what are you doing? Nothing, no mercy like that, no mercy was happening. Eight, eight, you know, this person actually killed, buried eight of, you know, his daughters alive. So that Quran said, you know, this is going to happen. When those girls who are buried alive, they will be questioned what, what, for what crime she was killed. They will be asked. You see, people say, actually, usually question happened, the one who does crime, why did you kill? This is the case where it is not happening. In every court, you ask the criminals, why you do it like that? But there is a court, the first judgment happening. From the, you started from the weakest person you can imagine. And also, this verse is really amazing. Another thing, Quran hinting at, at Arab people, that you people oppose Muhammad oppose the messenger, and oppose the Quran, but you don't see what good is coming from the Quran, and what you, who you are. Quran wants to say, you see your society, these girls, they are being buried alive. While what teaching Muhammad has brought, it is going to give respect to every human being. See the difference. You oppose him. See the difference between teaching of Muhammad and your teaching. You say he is a married person, but he wants to defend these people. He wants to save the women. And what you people do? You say he has been influenced by someone, but what your poets have been doing? Just think what, what they have been doing. Did they make any reform? But the Prophet Muhammad, actually what he did, when this person came and I said to the Prophet I buried eight of my daughters alive. And when he did, he was not a Muslim. He is not responsible. Once he becomes Muslim, his sins are forgiven. But still you see the Prophet's heart. What the Prophet said to him, that you should go fa'atik and kulli wahidatin badanatan. Go and sacrifice for each one of them a she, a she camel, big camel, and then give the food, uh, you know, uh, meat to the poor people. So at least you can save life of so many people by, by feeding them, for each one of them. At least he makafara, at least he made something like that, you know, do something. Because there's no way, you cannot reverse it. You cannot make them alive. So the person, unless something he wanted to happen. And second thing really, which is very often actually mentioned this thing is, you know, Okay, maybe many people don't kill their daughters, their sisters. They don't, they bury them alive. But the way they treat them is similar to that. Many, you know, we don't want to discuss about the house of non-Muslim because, you know, it is not our concern. But look in Muslim families, really. You know, you can hide everything, but you cannot hide this fact. Ask the women. Ask the women in Afghanistan. Ask the women in India. Ask the women in Pakistan, in Bangladesh. Even Muslim women in this country, ask them what happened in their houses. So much insult by the in-laws, so much insult by the husbands, so much, very often they are so weak, they cannot do anything. They are told, they bear to live in any condition. So much hurting them, hurting their feeling, and also very often they are deprived of, of knowledge. Many people don't want to spend any money on, uh, uh, to teach them. It also burying them alive, because their talents have been killed. These women, they could be like Hadiyya Allah they could be like Aisha, they could become like Maryam alayhi salam, they become any, anything. But once you keep their body alive, but you kill their soul and their mind, it is killing. Burying them alive. This actually also happening. Very much, so much, in, no respect for the women in our society. 
and understand this thing properly, it is not going to be like that. Day will come and every single person is going to be questioned. People are not going to laugh like that. Any father who has done this injustice, he will be questioned. Question will come. It is not only those who bury them alive, those who do any justice, injustice. Somebody came to the Prophet وسلم, and his daughter came to him. He made the daughter sit on the, on the ground. Then his son came running and he put him in his arm. When son came, he put him in the arm. When the daughter came, he put her on the ground. The Prophet said, Why didn't you treat them equally? Why didn't you make equality between both of them? You know, this, uh, this really is very frighteningly happening. You know, and, and, you know, if Muslims really make their religion, and further as it is in the Quran Sunnah, you will see many people are not Muslims, they will love your religion. Many people love to become Muslim because they can see there's so much respect for the humanity in Islam, in Islam. There is no doubt. But we Muslims don't prove that. When people look at Islam in the books and when look at Islam in the life of the believers, they find a big gap, big difference. Not the same Islam. So this really is you know, what Quran really frightening. The first Quran thing mentioned about justice is about this. The people who can the weakest people, nobody can defend them, Quran mentioning them. You know, and the thing really is that what the crime actually is, what, crime, what, what harm the women make in the, in the family. The thing really. The only thing because you think they cannot make money. They cannot fight for you. You think they are, they are worthless. But don't you think really how much Allah has given them? And how they can help you? And how the society can go with them? And how they can play the role of the mother? And none of them are insignificant that you think. They're very, very important. I know there was in India, no doubt really, in, in the 20th, beginning of the 20th century, there was a big reform movement you know, about this matter. Uh, but still, actually, it didn't work much. But though they have been reformers, they really did very well. One of them is Khaja Altaf Hussain Hali. Big reformer, big alim, and was a poet as well. And he really defended you know, the rights of the women and, you know, and you know, a lot of things for them. And his poems are really you know, moving, really amazing, amazing things that he... he so I have you know, just mentioned, I have, I have copied here, few things from that thing really, that how the women are, how we are insulting them, we think they have no benefit. So Hali says, you know, people don't know, everybody, not everybody knows Urdu, but anyway, it is Urdu, I'll translate that. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity.